Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. We're joined by Ton Trunk, WWL multimedia journalist, on his new podcast that he just released about bowl games, uh, specifically the Sugar Bowl. Welcome to the show, Tom. Newell, happy belated or Merry Christmas. Glad to be here. Thank you. Same to you, my friend. Uh, very interesting podcast. Uh, you met with Jeff Hundley, who's the executive director of the Sugar Bowl uh, Group, a nonprofit organization that has um, had the challenge of uh, putting this event on for a long, long time in this city. I did, and I learned a lot. And, and I say in the podcast, and I'll tell you that I'm, I'm a very pedestrian fan of football, college football, and I learned a lot when I sat down with Jeff and, you know, for somebody that's lived in New Orleans, I always thought that the Sugar Bowl was just something automatic. We have a parade, it's going to happen every year, and it's just one game, but Jeff really gave me uh, a behind-the-scenes look at what it takes to put on an event like the Sugar Bowl and the prominence it has and really its, its importance in the city of New Orleans, and a lot of that's up in the air in a couple of years. So I think this year is the last year of the four-team um, kind of playoff. Uh, right. Next year we go into a 12-team uh, playoff, which obviously increases the number of games. And um, there's some concern on multiple fronts there. But for us, a big concern comes down to the Benjamins, money, Right. Much like everything in life, and, and that, that is the, the core issue for the Sugar Bowl at this point. And just to give people some context, and I hope I'm getting this right, and I'll be the first to admit and tell you that you know, that this is something that I learned as I was speaking with Jeff, was the, the issue that we have now is that the Sugar Bowl is in a contract with the college football playoff system to be in the, the playoff for another two years. That expires and after that second, after those two years, there's no guarantee that the Sugar Bowl will be in the college football playoff. And we could be relegated, I say we collectively as New Orleans, the Sugar Bowl, 
this region could be relegated to one of those bowls that you often hear about that really there, there's so many bowls right now that confuses me and that's why i probably sound a little hesitant when i talk about bowls but there's so many bowl games but the ones that we quote unquote really care about uh the college football playoff which is the, the ones that we'll be starting to see on new year's day and then it culminates in the national football uh, championship uh, which will be played in houston but in two years, that contract with the college football playoff system expires, and there's no guarantee that we stay in there. And, and right now, the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, uh, we're facing some very stiff competition from other cities uh, that really want a piece of the action. And now, as you mentioned, as we're expanding next season to the 12-team system, that opens up more people, more competitors. And New Orleans right now has its work cut out for it to, to really stay on that stage in the college football playoff. So some of the cities looking to bump us out, Nashville, Las Vegas, Houston, Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting thing that I found is that the history, the legacy of the Sugar Bowl, everything that we've done thus far that brings us to this point, um, Jeff was very candid about it. He's like, doesn't matter much. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, as you said at the, at the top of the, the segment here, it's about the Benjamins and money talks. And right now, the cities that you mentioned, you're talking, you just take an example for what we're, we're looking at right now, Las Vegas. They have a beautiful new stadium. Uh, they, they're very well healed when it comes to infrastructure for tourism. They're very much on par, um, perhaps even beyond where we are in terms of hosting a, a big event, because that's, that's their industry as well. But you mentioned Nashville. Nashville has that kind of uh, southern quality that people enjoy. Uh, they have good infrastructure now. Orlando is looking to expand. So you're looking at cities that want to have the same space. Right now, we're we're in a we're in a four team system right now, uh, and that's going to go away. Now you're going to open the door to 12 teams, and it might even get even larger just because the appetite for football and specifically college football in, in this venue. Uh, it's just growing. So, you know, can New Orleans, can the Sugar Bowl stay relevant in that expanded arena that we're looking at? That, that's a big question. It's going to take money. I was shocked by the amount of uh, money that's actually being paid by television. He said it's north of a billion dollars, and it seems to be growing every year. Um, where, where does this end? Did, did Any thoughts on that? I mean, how... how how much further can you go? I mean, just to put it in context, he said some cities are raising as much as $75 million to host a, a Super Bowl or the uh, college football championship. That, that's a great question, Newell. And I don't think Jeff has the answer, but I think he, he certainly feels the pressure. And, you know, when, when you talk about the, the billion dollars, that's the college football playoff in general. You know, the, it's generating and it, it's, you know, the, the amount of money involved is, is north of a billion dollars. And when you factor in all these other contracts with athletes now getting paid at the collegiate level, uh, you're also talking about universities who are now uh, 50% of the universities uh, that have participated in the college football playoff, according to Jeff, have really pushed for this idea of the playoffs being played at the collegiate arenas, like home turf, what we're talking about. So something like LSU, if LSU was in the playoff, then the home games, depending on 
you know, the, the schematics of the schedule and, and who won and who lost, so on and so forth, uh, would be played at certain college venues instead of out-of-state venues or off-campus venues, uh, similar to what you see in the NFL. Uh, so if that happens, you know, w- what's that going to look like for the bowl organizations like the Sugar Bowl? Um, what does that do for New Orleans, uh, which has had many years of enjoying and hosting the Sugar Bowl and people coming in, spending their money. Um, you know, it's about $200 million for economic impact. And I'm always hesitant to talk about economic impact dollars because it's, it's always hazy to me, but that, that's the figure that they've tossed out. So that's nothing to sneeze at. And, you know, at this point, I think New Orleans can't afford to lose any events. So they uh, kind of changing uh, their style, uh, their brand, uh, they went out on a marketing campaign called Keep mm-hmm. New Orleans Sweet. I actually like the uh, the title of it. It sounds incredible. <laughs> this is really all about, though, bringing everybody together with a greater understanding in the hopes that the business communities and others will develop a willingness, I guess, to uh, contribute to the endeavor. Yeah, and, and that that's the biggest push right now. And, you know, and, and Jeff made clear, he said, look, you know, I, I don't want to paint the picture that the sky is falling. He said, it's not. Um, there's no panic, but there, there's concern. Uh, they do have reserves. But just to give people an idea, when uh, when New Orleans hosted the college football championship in 2020, when LSU won with Joe Burrow and everybody remembers that day, the Sugar Bowl had to put up six million dollars of its own money to to for the bid to have the the football the championship to be played in New Orleans at the Superdome. He's talking about Jeff is saying that most of the other cities that you've mentioned so far they've been able to raise that money on their own through the business communities within their respective cities. Uh, that has not happened to the level that has enabled the Sugar Bowl to to operate the way it would like. So when you're talking about the future of the Sugar Bowl, it's going to take a huge amount of money and and funding, and it's only going to come from the business community here in New Orleans because that's how most of the other cities are are doing it. Um, And as you mentioned before, some of these cities have raised $75 million for their bids. And Jeff honestly said, he's like, look, you know, we, we do a lot of good things in New Orleans, but we don't do finances very well here. And he said that, you know, I could be trying to fundraise for 10 years here in New Orleans and I would not raise $75 million. Uh, these other cities are doing it. Um, I don't want to say with ease, but they're but they're getting it done. And then we never, you know, we don't ever really, I guess, know and sometimes don't ever really appreciate the level of um, community engagement of them giving back to the community i mean since 2020 points out that they gave five million to public schools uh in order to stem the tide of the attrition rate that was being experienced by teachers leaving uh which to me uh you know i've been aware of them i I did not know that that was part of their mission but uh, obviously it's been very successful um all things considered uh, as it relates to their commitment to that endeavor yeah, they, they do a myriad of things in, in the New Orleans area. They also give scholarships, and uh, they also, you know, give through multiple channels of charity as well. And because they've been running a deficit 
for the last 10 years or so, um, which was mind-boggling to me, is that, you know, as these other bowl organizations have increased their, their funding, uh, the Sugar Bowl has actually worked at a, at a deficit. And to stay relevant, to, to kind of stay operating, if they were going to do something, they, they might have to cut back on that community aspect of it. Um, again, there are reserves for the Sugar Bowl, but when you want to position yourself for the future, uh, and this is what the Keep New Orleans Sweet campaign is about, they're putting kind of like a an all an all call to the business community that if they're going to do this, they're going to need help. And in putting that kind of call out to the business community, they also want to remind the the community in general of what the Sugar Bowl does, because if you're going to ask people for money, you kind of need to tell people what your value is, what you bring to the table. And I think that's part of the campaign for the Sugar Bowl right now is to kind of say, hey, this is what we do in the community. We've been here for 90 years, but we need help if you want to keep us here and keep the Sugar Bowl at a relevant stage in the college football playoff. You know, I was talking to hotel owners and some restaurant owners just this past week, Ton. Mm-hmm. Um all tell me over 90% occupancy rates in the high 90s, um, you know, that just doesn't happen by accident, and restaurants are booked. Uh, so, obviously, uh, this game is a big game, number two Washington Huskies versus the Texas Longhorns at number three. Um, you can see it. You can feel it when you go downtown. And, I mean, between today and Sunday leading into Monday's game, you're going to really see it. Yeah, and and at the end of the day, it's you know the, those are two really good programs. You you have a really good kind of showdown between that Texas and and their fan base is huge, um, and what, that's where the Sugar Bowl makes its predominantly makes most of its money is through ticket sales, um, and you know that is the the core of what they do. I mean the the Sugar Bowl, yes, it's about football, but its mission statement, if you read its website. Its its mission is based in tourism. It's it was created to bring tourism and hold events uh, in New Orleans and the greater area, you know the, the greater regions of Louisiana. Um, you know, with the showdown that you have now coming on Monday, uh, it's going to be a great game. But but you need to sell everything out. That that needs to be packed. And you know, can you keep going at the pace that you're doing now with the with the funding that you have, especially when you have these other teams or excuse me, other cities that are looking to get a piece of your, your pie. Uh, it's going to be a very difficult fight. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a big question if, if there's going to be enough money coming from the business community in new Orleans to sustain this. You know, a lot of the things that we've grown accustomed to the little special things, the little nuances, mm-hmm. you know, that are created by these special events that we have in the city. We're really less than, um, if, we don't have them any longer. And and if this course doesn't work out for the sugar bowl, right. Um, And I do, I do believe that there, it could be a trickle down effect on other things uh, that happen if we're not able to save ourselves in this, in this new process. And and it's, you know, I I think your, your phrasing there is, is really important. This new process you know, the, the way that things are going, uh, the pace in which uh, things are operating, especially in the sporting industry, uh, the changes are very rapid. Is New Orleans equipped? Is New Orleans poised to adapt to those new changes? Um, you know, we, we don't do a lot of things new here in New Orleans. We keep and, and we love our traditions, and that's great, and I think that's part of the culture here. But 
when it comes to business and development, uh, that needs that needs to be adaptable to the the pace in which we're we're existing now. And we're seeing with the college football playoff. You know, next next season, as you mentioned, we'll go to a twelve team system. What happens if the the universities actually get what they want and you start having these college football playoff games on campus? You know, we, we can't afford to do that. So even if we don't, even if it's not just about keeping the Sugar Bowl and the college football playoff, the community as, as a as a whole needs to kind of understand like we need to have these contingency plans in place in case something like the Sugar Bowl doesn't go off as it does in years past. What will you do in the future? Is New Orleans, is this economy positioned to do something in the event that things don't go as they, they used to? And I think that's a big if. Yeah. I got a text here. It says, the Sugar Bowl makes most of its money of ticket sales? With a question mark. I thought it was TV rights. Um, they, they don't really get a direct TV right um, disbursement, the Sugar Bowl, right? Not to, not, not, not to my understanding. And, and again, according to its, to its website, it generates most it could, of its money from, from ticket sales. Yeah, it goes That's to conferences. Tickets, that, yeah. It goes to conferences and then to teams within those conferences mm-hmm. is what I think I recall him saying. But, folks, I just yeah. got to tell you that you got to listen to it. You're going to learn more about the Sugar Bowl. And, I mean, we've only – touched on the surface um as always uh, tanya did a great job in drawing out the information and getting them to talk about a, a bunch of things to include nil television contracts how these uh, games matter that the stakes have to be high uh pay to play you know the competition that that's out there uh is uh huge and it's just so much more so where can folks find your podcast uh, they can find the Tan Report Newell anywhere they get their podcast. Just type in T H A N H. That's my name, T H A N H Report, and it'll pop up in the search results. That's anywhere that you get your podcasts. All righty. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Uh, we will be uh, talking to you shortly, I'm sure, in the next uh, couple of weeks for sure. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, Newell. Happy New Year. All right, folks, you're going to want to text the, uh, I mean, uh, look up the Tan Report, WWL Multimedia Journalist Tan Trong. It's really a very informative podcast. You want to check it out. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 